Hi, welcome to Fee's Podcast, and today is May 31st, 2022, and today I have with me Jenny Hosino, and I'd like to introduce you to the audience. Jenny, could you please tell us a little bit about yourself, where you work, how long you've been a Teamster, and we'll go ahead and start from there. Hi, I'm uh, Jenny Hosino, and I work for United Natural Foods. I've worked there for about 18 years, and we've been union since 2016. So um, there's a funny story about that. Not a funny story, but it's an interesting story. Um, we weren't Teamsters when I first started there. Um, they, we organized and became union, and that started back in 2011, the end of 2011. Um, I was approached by one, a fellow driver, his name is Larry Serta, and he had gotten a group together, um, a group of guys that were talking about, you know, dropping cards and approaching Local 63 as far as getting them to, you know, help us to get a union into our barn. So we started organizing. I said, of course, you know, we, I grew up union. My dad was a union guy. He worked for Atlantic Richfield. All of my uncles worked for longshoremen. They're all longshoremen. So I grew up around that. It's never been a question to me whether a union was good or bad. I always knew that the union was what put food on our table and, you know, was probably the best thing that I've ever known. So, um, Mark Moran, God rest his soul, he helped us. He was the organizer that helped us to become union. It was a huge fight. We fought from 2012 until 2016 before we actually got a contract. Um, we, they held our votes after we actually got the, the company to recognize that the majority of us wanted to go union and to vote. They, we voted, they held the ballots for almost a year and a half to two years before they even actually opened the, the box. So um, being on the committee, people knew that we were on the committee and I'm so thankful to Larry because he helped me hold it together. I helped him hold it together. It was a long fight, but because of Larry, we are union today at, at UNFI. So my, my shout out to Larry. Um, he's my brother, he's, I love him. But um, so once we ratified our first contract, we went from there. Um, it was, like I said, 2016. Our contract was, it was very vague and it was very, there wasn't a lot of thing, perks to it, but we were just happy to be union. We were just happy to have our foot in the door. We were happy to know that we had some kind of representation because the company that I work for is one of the largest distributors of organic products. We deliver to like Whole Foods grocery stores. We deliver to Amazon. Um, sprouts markets so they're they're pretty powerful they're all over the country but now there there's more union barns than there aren't union barns for unfi and that's due to i believe what we accomplished as far as organizing so i know a lot about organizing from just organizing our barn right so. and do you have experience in negotiating i do we i went to i didn't go to the first negotiations but i went to the last negotiations and it was um, it was a big learning experience the 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 whole process of how that works. Um, the we went in. It took us about six months to um, sit down and we talked about it. There's a lot of things that we wanted in our contract, mostly language. 
We also wanted the pension and the medical because our medical was horrible. It was like outrageous cost. So that was one of our big things. We were like hell bent on getting the medical and we really wanted a pension. So we know that as far as like the people that have been learning and organizing and stuff, they knew that that was going to be a stretch maybe for the pension, but the medical we knew that was, it was attainable and it was like one of the things that we were hard set on getting. So I was uh, one of the shop stewards that went into negotiations along with uh, Jack Antonio and the office shop steward, which um, was Matt Wigley. So we went in, Brian Wood was our business agent, and um, there was a couple things that happened that were kind of disturbing going into negotiations that I, you know, try not to get discouraged about because you have to keep a good face for the guys at the barn because sometimes if the shop steward loses it, then everyone else goes off the rails. So, you know, we couldn't talk about a lot of stuff because we didn't want to make any promises that we couldn't keep. Right. And that's what they teach you in negotiations, like keep this between us because nothing is set in stone. So one of the things that happened was um, the company was not budging on the medical and not even giving on a, on a pension. They were like, nope, we're not talking about a pension or, you know, and we're not discussing medical. So we did the whole, we went through the whole dance and song and dance about let's put this language, let's get this language, you know. There was a lot of things that were discussed back and forth. Um, right. And then we came to the point where we were talking about the medical. And the last two meetings that we had had, they were both, we were at the joint council having our meetings with the company. And um, they knew that there was some kind of a, like, it was going to be a fight. So we um, get to the last day of negotiations, but let me back up a little bit because there was a part where we were talking about the pension and I was just utterly floored when Brian Wood threw across the table of, well, we want to put, we want to talk about a pension and we want to throw down an offer of, uh, starting with a dollar into their pension an hour. And I was like a dollar, like we're in negotiations here. So when you start out low, they're going to, they're going to lowball you even more. Right. So I was always under their standing of ask for the moon and, you know, possibly get some stars or whatever, however that phrase goes, but we didn't. And I was like, well, forget that. Cause they were going to take away our 401k if they gave us a pension. Well, money wise, it didn't add up. Right. So we were like, okay, fine. We're going to move on. So the last day we go to negotiations and we knew that Brian had Dodger tickets. So he was, we could see him kind of speeding through things, but we were like, okay, whatever, you know, the company's not going to budge on the medical, but we're going to sit here and I'm going to sit here until they the do. The company's not going to budge on the pension, but. That, yeah, the pension was kind of already like yeah, lost. We mm -hmm. had lost because the dollar you can, you know, we're not going to do that. So we're sitting in negotiations and all of a sudden. Randy Kamak comes in and he's sitting, he sits down and he's talking to us. The company's not in the, in the, in the room. So he sits down and he's talking to us and we're telling him his frustrations. Now, let me back up because when I became a teamster, I, I looked up to Randy. I was like, Hey, you know, this is where we need to be. This, they get all of these amazing things for UPS and the ABF and all these contracts, strong contracts, Data Brothers, Ralph's. So, I looked up to these guys, you know, I looked up to, I was willing and able and wanting to know as much as I could 
could find out about how to be a teamster, what we needed to do. So right. Randy and comes in. Hmm? You thought like you would be able to get a strong, strong contract for your company as yeah, well. Yeah, I knew that. I, I like in when you start going to classes and stuff like that. Because I was going to the you know the organize the volunteer organizing classes and the labor relations and stuff. I I was very um, I was very versed in how how it works. You build your contract. It doesn't just come all at one time. So like UPS, you get, you work for UPS. UPS has a strong contract. It's a long, it's long standing contract. I knew that we weren't going to go in right away with things that, that you guys had, but I knew that eventually we could get there. And if we started off strong, maybe we can continue to build and get better for our, for our guys at our job. Right. So, um, that day, so Randy comes in, he sits down and he's talking to us and he's like, so what's going on? And we're like, yeah, you know, these guys aren't budging on the, on the medical They're, you know, and this is a hard, we're not giving up on the medical. We're not going to vote a contract in. Like we can't, we can't afford to continue to pay for the medical that we're paying for. And he's like, well, okay. So he said, come on, Brian. And he takes Brian into the next room. Cause there was a, there's an adjoining door on the, from the, the room that we were in. The company was in the next room. So we hear them go into the next room. No shop steward, we weren't invited, and they're in there with the company. At this point, I'm just like, wow, really? Mm-hmm. You know, what are they doing in there? Backdoor deal? I'm, I'm hearing laughing, I'm hearing all this stuff. I'm not hearing any kind of, you know. Negotiating. Ne- slamming, your, slamming your hand on the table, which I think I should be hearing because we're, we're in negotiations. About 20 minutes passes, and Brian, K-Mac disappears. Brian comes out and he goes, hey, let's go downstairs and have a cigarette. Okay, fine. So we go downstairs. And we're standing downstairs and it blew me. You could have dropped me with a feather. He goes, so let me ask you guys a question. Is your guys' medical really that bad? I mean, is it something that we need to get in this contract? <laughs> and I looked up at him and I was like, I, I lost it. I said, I'll tell you what, Brian. You pay my $765 a month insurance. Then when I get sick or have to get put in the hospital, God forbid, or anything else, I'll let you pay the $10,000 deductible that we have. Right. You know, screw your Dodger game. This is about our livelihood. This is about what is, is we're going to vote on. And I'm telling you right now that if we don't get the medical in this, we're not, we're not going for it. Mm-hmm. We're going to vote it down. Okay, okay, Jenny, calm down. You know? Whenever you question them, they want to act like you're crazy. They want to act like, you're like, what are you doing? Why are you talking to me like that? But I'm not going to go back to my barn and have to explain to the guys, well, you know, Brian had Dodger tickets, so we couldn't really sit there all day and talk about it. So it was like, ended up, we went back in there. We ended up leaving early that day because Brian basically told them like, okay, well, you know, we're not budging. And they said, okay, well, you have until five o'clock. This is our last and final offer. Um, turned out we left cause we were like, well, forget it. That's, we're not taking it. They called us at like 4:45 and said, okay, fine. We'll talk about the medical. So my, my thing was, is like still made your Dodger game without having to put our livelihood or what we needed and deserved on the line. And it like, I, I felt betrayed at yeah, that point. Like what kind of representation is that? Exactly. That Who are you representing? Are you representing for the company? Like, is that what you guys talked about? Hey, just get them to, to, we'll give you guys everything else that we talked about, except for the pension and the medical. Where, where are we at? We're still at the same place with vague language, with no medical, 
and no pension. So I was, I was upset, you know, I was visibly upset. And so that was the first thing that happened with, um, how I, when I started to see KMAC and Brian in a different light, because up until that point, you know, they were, Hey, can you go here? Can you go there? Can you talk? You know, I was the one like Larry calls me the golden child. Well, he didn't call me the golden child, but it was just because I was like willing and, and, and wanting to go learn and, and how to, how to be a better teamster, how to help my fellow teamster brothers, how to help the people that weren't teamsters and what the benefits are as far as the camaraderie and the, you know, the unity that you have as a teamster. Right. So the second thing that happened was, um, I was sent to New York because, um, I had, was a volunteer organizer and our New York facility for UNFI was organizing. And so they said, Hey, Janino, um, the local 445 reached out to us. Could you think you could go down there? I said, yeah, no problem. You know, I'll go down there. I took per my personal time off of work to go down there. Um, so get down there, talk to all the guys, you know, met different, different people and met the business agent. So business agent, uh, he's a Puerto Rican, I'm Puerto Rican. So we automatically had this connection, but he was typical New York. He's like, yeah, you know, Jenny, this is what we do. We go in there. We tell him, this is what you're going to do. You and if I, you're going to open up your wallets and you're going to give us some money, you know? And I was just like, I, I laughed because I was like, this is like, this is great. Like, this is what, this is, this is amazing. Right. So that sounds amazing. him and I, we exchanged numbers and, um, we, we would continue to talk here and there. So he calls me one day, super excited. He's like, guess what, Jenny, you know, thanks for your help. You helped us to get the contract. A lot of guys, you know, that were on the fence, they like what you had to say. Cause the company told them, oh, you know, Marina Valley, they didn't get nothing. You guys, you know, whatever. Fast forward, he calls me another time and he tells me, hey, Jenny, you think that you can help me out because I can't get the UNFI to talk to me. I was like, fine. I was like, yeah, man. And he goes, how do you guys get him to talk? I said, well, you know, and remind, let me remind you, I'm still new. Brian fairly new. So Brian, I said, well, you know, Brian, I know has had a couple meetings with them at the local and stuff like that. So they're willing to talk. They just maybe need to talk to him a little bit. And he goes, okay, well, what did you guys talk about? And I said, well, I don't know. I wasn't in the meeting. And he goes, what do you mean you weren't in the meeting? I said, I wasn't in the meeting. He goes, so they had a meeting without you guys? And I said, yeah. And he goes, Jenny, you never have a meeting without you being in there. He said, this is your, your contract, your livelihood. This is dealing with you guys. You guys should be in there. And I said, well, we weren't invited to the meeting. You know, basically we were told that, um, this is the way that Brian operates and this is, he's, he's, this is the way he does it. And there's nothing wrong with it and blah, blah, blah. Cause we asked me and Larry were like, Hey man, you know, we were kind of pissed. We we're like, why how could you have a meeting without us? Right. Anyway. So we were told basically, basically sit down, shut up and you know, let us do our backdoor. Let deal. us do our backdoor. <laughs> deals. So anyways, um, fast forward, we were, uh, so he, I said, let me just give you, let me just give you his number. Cause at that point I'm just like, okay, I don't know what the hell's going on. I just know that they had a meeting. So give him his number. And he calls him a couple days later, I get a call from Dan and he goes, Jenny, what the hell, man? And I was like, what? And he goes, your business agent. He told me, you know, figure it out yourself. I'm not going to help you. I had to figure it out on my own. You figure it out on your, your own. And I'm just like, what? But I thought we were teamsters and like, you would think that we would help. We could build locals. off of each other's right. contract. They could already know what we had. 
then we build off of theirs. You know, we could work together to get better contracts for UNFI as, as a whole. Right. So, you know, because we're not a nationwide contract like UPS or whatever. Right, so, but you would want to get that ultimate goal right. of having a national right. contract. A national contract. So I was like, oh, I was like, I, you know, I, I'm sorry, man. I don't know. He goes, all right, well, you know, okay, it, it is what it is. I'll figure it out. Okay. Like, later that day, I got a call from Brian. And I, he threatened me. Don't you ever give my, my number out to another business agent from another local. They need to figure it out themselves. I had to figure it out. Don't you ever give, your, give the number out. Or, you know, we're going to have a different kind of conversation. I'm like, what? Like, you're not going to threaten me. Right. Like, for any <clears throat> reason, don't threaten me. I blew it off because I'm like, okay, I'm pretty level-headed. I keep my cool. So I was like, all right, I'm going to blow it off. I was like, all right, man, whatever. I, I saw him in a different light and was kind of like, nah, whatever. The second thing that happened was the same business agent, Dan, went to Puerto Rico to help with the hurricane relief. Right. Um, I remember first. that. Yeah. So he gets, he gets to... Uh, Puerto Rico and he hears one of the um, people talking and he's like oh this guy's from 63 and so he goes up to him and um, can't think of his name off the head. I don't know what his name is anyways um, he goes up to him and he's like well are you from local 63 he goes yeah I work for the uh, Joint Council 42 and local 63 and he goes well I have a problem with one of your business agents do you know that one of your business agents is meeting with the companies behind closed doors without a shop steward, without any them knowing what's going on? Sounds like a backdoor backdoor deals are going on to me. And right. he goes, oh, you know, I'm gonna look into it. I'll look into it. And so, of course, this whoever I can't think of the guy's name. Anyways, he calls Brian. I get another phone call. This is a you know with the couple months in between. Get another phone call, and basically am told keep my mouth shut. Don't basically like how you tell your kids like what happens in this house stays in this house was the was the conversation that was was given. had was uh-huh. given and so once again for the second time I was threatened I was like I'm done I'm done I stopped I actually they stopped inviting me to VO trainings they stopped inviting me to the classes that they were giving and I was like okay I'm cool with it you know whatever I I confronted them about it and he's like oh no 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 it was, no 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 harm meant whenever you confront them on something they right away try to backpedal and be like no that's not what we meant don't get it don't take it like that like you're crazy i was like whatever so i stepped down as a as a shop steward (laughs) because he was leaving us hanging with a lot of things that he was doing and he was making it look like the shop stewards weren't doing the job right so i stepped down as a shop steward fast forward the some of the guys that are at our job got a petition together and they voted brian out right and he was like well take that petition and rip it up why would i do that because I don't want you either. Right. Like, you, you don't come around. You don't show up. When you do show up, you half-ass do your job. So why do I want you? I'm right. the one that, we're the one that's holding down the bar, not you. Right. You know? And it's just ridiculous. So I that, wonder if they were um, doing that type of backlash because they didn't like what you had said about the backdoor. Well, you didn't say it was a backdoor meeting. You mm-hmm. were unaware that they were not supposed to be meeting alone. Right. I wonder if it was a type of backlash of you not getting invited to these things that you were normally getting oh, invited yeah, was, to. Oh yeah, it was total. Because you were a steward, so now they were blackballing you. Well, and it's this it's the typical same this this whole thing that's going on with the local right now is a rerun of what happened to me a couple of years ago. 
It's a rerun because this is how they operate. They, if you stand up and, and have a voice or say, stand up and question what they're doing, or even, you know, like basically in out of innocence say, hey, this is what's going on, and they don't like it, they're going to blackball you. So right. who's really the bully here? Right. You know? There's just a, for having a question. Just for having a question. and Or just for, you know... Wanting information. Or wanting your, you know, help from... To help another local out. To get a better contract for that New York facility that we can we can build off of. We can build play off of each other. To me, that's how I was taught that the Teamsters were supposed to be. You know? But... Once again, we go back to this is this is why I'm running on the helping, slate. On the slate, I'm helping to campaign because I I want change. I, we need change at that local. The local is is very they're you know they'll blackball you for no reason. They'll they, there's different people that they want to help out. They they basically help their own, and if you're not with them, you're against you're them. against them, and you can't question. You can't have a, a thought of your own. They want you just to fall in line and follow the leader. Well, that's not being what it, that's not what a teamster is all about. Right. They you want know? you to be minionized, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then we want to be unionized. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's why you know people say like I, I just want to kind of take a minute to address the last um, little what memorandum you, memorandum that came out. You know that Jenny Hosino's only helping campaign and doing campaigning for the slate because you know she wants she's been offered a job as a business agent absolutely not that's not true right. and you know I, I would love to like all of these things that they're putting out are hysterical because it's like we we put out a, a, a flyer then they rebut it with something stupid like oh they just want to you know uh, Alonzo's dated this this girl Gina like it's funny she he wasn't even dating her right he, he dated her twin sister like get your get your facts together before you put them down in this long, huge page that, and then try to sign it. Yeah, put sign your, your put name your, on it. Put your slate name on it. You know, it's like, just just be more accountable. You're not being accountable. All the stuff that we're asking, we're asking about different things. We're asking about Bob Pathenroth. How come he's still getting a paycheck? He's not here in the state. He doesn't live here. We looked up. I looked up some information. We did our due diligence. He doesn't even own the house that's on was quote unquote on his paycheck. He, right. he doesn't own that house. Mm -hmm. So how, how is it that you're putting, that's his address? That's not his address. He doesn't live there. Right. He lives in Washington. So there's a lot of things that are going on. It's like he lives in Washington. He, he represents supposedly people that are in Bloomington, but he doesn't do anything for them. You know, it's like, it, it doesn't make any sense to me, you know, but. Yeah, I heard there's, there's going to be a lot of business agents. Oh, well, everyone's going to be a business agent. You know that, right? Everyone yeah. that votes for the slate <laughs> is going to be a business agent. Or gonna... everyone who puts all the likes on the KMAC page will be a it, business pretty agent. Pretty much. It's going to be like, you know, that I'm my own grandpa or well, I'm my own business agent. You know, like I, I drive my own truck and I'll handle it. it it's, yeah. just, it's just crazy to me. Like, why would that? That doesn't even make sense to me. When we sat down and, and I was approached about helping out and campaigning, I was I got, I got a phone call. Everyone's talking about these secret quote unquote, you know, meetings that we had. They weren't a secret. I got a phone call and said, Hey, you know, Jenny, this is what we're thinking about doing. What's your take on it? And I was like, heck yeah, we need change. We need change because the, the way that things are going right now, a lot of people are excluded. There's nothing going on at the local. There's no education going on at the local. Nothing, the women's, the, there's nothing done for women except for the women's caucus, which is a joke, you know? And it's like, it doesn't even make sense. 
What happened in the last women's caucus meeting? In person, oh. women's caucus. Meeting. So, the day before, so the, the the meeting, the last meeting that we actually had was the day after Romero and Tony announced that they were running the slate. So that was a Friday. I get a phone call from Cassandra Wagner, who's also on the on the committee. I get a phone call from her, you know, because we're friends. And she's like, oh, my gosh, Jenny, you know, um, are you going to be there tomorrow? Because it's a big meeting. We're going to have a meeting, a women's caucus meeting. And I was like, yeah, why? What's going on? I had already known what was going on in the morning. So but I wasn't sure that everyone else knew. So I said, you know, yeah, I'm going to be there. Why? What's going on? Well, we have to vote Gabby out. You know, we have to, we, Gabby can't be the president. I said, why can't Gabby be the president? And she said, oh, haven't you heard? She's, she's not supporting KMAC. <laughs> and so we're, you know, I'm calling you cause we want to, we're, we're thinking that, you know, you could be the president. I said, well, you're not gonna like what I have to say. I'm not supporting him either. I'm supporting Romero and Tony. Right. And you could have heard a pin drop on the other line. And I said, but let me point out something to you. Who, who told you this information? Well, Ron Siemens called me and he told me, he's my business agent, he told me that she can't be the, the president of the Women's Caucus because she's not supporting KMAC. I said, last I checked, the name on the Women's Caucus is the Women's Teamster Caucus, not the KMAC Stewart Caucus. It, it's the Women's Caucus. Right. Which is about women, for women, by women, to help promote women. It, it's simply for women. Right. And, and it has Teamster in the name. So if you're a dues-paying member, you're allowed to be in the caucus. Right. Well, uh, I don't know. He said that she can't. Okay, once again, let me point out to you, this is a woman's caucus. Right. They have the men's stuff that they do. Mm-hmm. Why, why is he getting his nose into the women's caucus? It doesn't make any sense. Right. So we had a discussion and she's like, well, we're just going to agree to disagree. Fine. Okay, fine. So Another we, form of you can't promote someone else or feel like you can campaign mm-hmm, for someone else mm-hmm. because they're just going to blackball you and kick you out and right. stop you from going to right. the women's conferences. And mm-hmm. heaven forbid, if any of us women have an issue right. that we want to deal with before the election, yeah. we're not going to be able to. We're not going to be able to do that. So we get to the meeting and it was very like they they tried to alienate people not tell people that there was a meeting going on like christina nelson christina had no idea that there was a meeting that was going on and i was like come on that's you know we need to be in this meeting because we all need to vote go into the meeting there's a lot of women in there that i had never seen before which i was like on a normal regular meeting i would have been like this is really cool we're really starting to get some members and people involved so um I was like, okay, so we go in there, and about five, ten minutes into the meeting, someone slams open the door and says, "Oh, good, I made it." It was a UPS. <laughs> it was a, a the. She was a, a feeder driver for UPS. Nikki Ortiz. Oh, good. Yeah, I made it. You were you were at the meeting. I was at the meeting. So I made it. I I can I I'm have time to do what I was sent here to do by Ron. <laughs> And I'm like, this dude is all over the place, you know? Right. So she gets, she's, which let me, let me point out to you. I had never seen her in a meeting before. Never. Yeah. I'd only seen her at the, the conventions and stuff when you're going out of town and you know, it's a basically a, a paid 
vacation. Vacation. Right. For some people, it's a paid vacation. For people like you know me and Gabby and you and other people, we go to the actual go to the the educational seminars Classes. that they put on. Right. So, anyways, she's like, I'm, I'm, you know, I motioned to take Gabby out. For what reason? I don't know. Still yeah, don't know I still, I state. still don't know what reason besides that right. Gabby um, is not supporting, supporting KMAC, um, mm -hmm. right? So right. they just. I mean, I thought she was doing a great job mm -hmm. as women's president. Mm -hmm. You know, she was fair. Right. She included everyone. Everybody. Um, Everybody. Nobody was left out. Mm -hmm. um, as a matter of fact, that same meeting, there was someone taking a film of it, videoing the whole mm -hmm. meeting, mm -hmm. and it hasn't been leaked yet. And I honestly believe that's because Gabby held herself in such a professional manner. Oh, yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's like, I don't know Gabby, like, on a personal level. I don't hang out with her. I don't, like you know, have dinner with her or anything like that. I know her from the caucus and I was like very impressed with the way that she handled herself. Very professional. She even offered her help to the women that were going to be taking over the caucus. Right, because they didn't know what to do after they voted her out. Yeah. So, you know, and she, what do we do now, Gabby? Exactly. But but to me that that shows that shows the, you know, a true leader. To me that that shows a true leader, someone that can hold themselves, you know, even when they might be mad, even when they're upset. Even when something that they know is unjust is happening, they still hold it together and say, what do you need help with? And right. that was her. I think she has big shoes to be filled. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that they're going to be able to find mm -hmm. someone to fill those shoes. No. If I was going to recommend someone to fill her position, I would suggest Lisa Elder. Mm -hmm. Only because I see that she is for the members and she's not cliquish. Mm -hmm. But, you know, who am I, right? I don't right. know who they're going to pick. Right. So, you know, that, that's some of the things. And that's just typical K-Mac fashion, you know, or that, that slate. is like, he talks about, oh, they sent their goons and all that stuff. Who's really the ones with the goons? Right. They sent Nikki in as a goon, right? Mm -hmm. She's a bully girl. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and, and it's just funny because they, they used that video against uh, Romero and Tony. And they, they said, you know, like, oh, look, at, it was disgusting what they did. And they went in and picked on two old men. But... If you look at the video, if you really sit back and watch the video and, and like analyze it, was it was it the way that I would have operated? No, but everyone operates and diff does things differently, and that's the that's part of being a human. Everyone does things differently. So if you look at the me, if you look at the video, um, there's multiple people in there. They said that they barged into a ongoing or in session e board, me meeting. E -board meeting. Okay, last I checked, Margie wasn't on the e board. Why was she in there? There's another guy in there. Don't know his name. Don't care to know his name. But he was in there. Right. So why why were they in there? Secondly, if you talk to most of the people that are that like if I talked to Ron, I talked to Kenny, I talked to Ryan, and you know Gabby, and they said, well, yeah, they would come in. The guys would come in and they would have coffee with them before the e board meeting. Okay, so that was a normal thing. If you look at the video when he's like leaning over Sam. Right. When, when everyone says it's so disgusting, okay, fine, that's your interpretation of it. But look at it. If Sam was so threatened and he feared for his life, would he have been in a relaxed position, leaning back in his chair, one foot kicked up, you know, crossed or whatever, had his cup of coffee in his hand? Would, no. And as humans, our first instinct when we feel like we're being attacked my first instinct, like a dog or a child, would be to stand up and back off and defend myself. Right. Never ever once did he do that. He sat there, and Tony was whispering in his ear. You can hear Sam saying, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. Well, obviously, he t he's telling him something that he remembers. You know? And so it's like, 
they've worked each other they've worked with each other for so long and just like most of us we know little deep dark secrets about what's going on in you know with other people and so it's like i can i can see the how someone else would misinterpret that but just knowing that they've worked together for so long that wasn't if he was really threatened he wouldn't have kept, stayed seated right so you know it just it's just mind-boggling to me that people are like oh god you know Poor K-Mac. And if he's that old... Why is he still in office? Is he just going to die mm-hmm. in office? I mean, well, is it Randy K-Mac or is it Randy Castro? Well, exactly. It's like, it's a monarchy, you know? Like, it's King King Randy, and no one can, no one can ever... If and you, if you're if you not going to bow to Randy, you are in trouble. Well, it, it shouldn't be like that, because he technically... He runs the local that we pay dues for. So right. we have the right to question. We have the right to ask. We have the right to, you know, all of these things. That's our right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that's what I like to do is I like to educate myself on my rights, what my contract is. I read my contract. I, I, you know, try to educate myself as far as classes and stuff like that. But it's just like the local doesn't offer that. Right. The local- and it sounds like you would be a good candidate to be on the Alonzo Villegas slate. <laughs> well, I mean, what, I, what they have to, what they're doing is they're trying to get transparency with the local. They're trying to get you know, where it's an open, like when we have meetings, you can get up and ask a question. You can right, say for two minutes for, you know, you, you have two minutes to talk or whatever, and they can answer the questions. That's not anything. They, they, we go to these meetings and you hear, you know, let's talk about my ex-wives and how much alimony I pay. Okay, fine. You know, it's, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. Right. So, it doesn't. you know, it's, um, it's just one of those things. It's like, you, you, I just feel like we need strong, stronger leadership in there. We need mm-hmm. somebody that's going to stand up. And, you know, part of me is very disappointed in KMAC. I, I'm very disappointed because I, I did look up to him. I, I don't have anything personally against him, but I do have I do I do have a little bit of animosity of the way he's running the running things and how he lets people be ostracized, you know, alienated and and like the little clicks that go on. It's like, right. Like I'm pretty sure we're kicked out of the women's caucus. I mean, I don't really know how they can do that. They can't. They can't do it. But and, I mean, I'm pretty know. sure, you know, when we heard the Zoom meeting this weekend, they said that they're going to look at their budget and see how many people they could send to the women's mm-hmm. conference. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we're X from that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's a good thing to have. But, you know, it's just right. like my concern is just with the members. Like my concern is what's best for the members. Um, let me tell you a little story about what happened to the girls in our office. So they, we have, they have a separate contract from us. Our office staff has a separate contract. There's about, I think 12, there was 12 of them um, in that contract and they put in a grievance. So there's they have a shop steward, but she's fair. She was fairly new at the time. So she asked me, Hey Jenny, can you help me out with this? And I was like, yeah, you know, they had a member that was being put into a different classification, but still being paid at the sa- the rate of a clerk. So she, she was actually, the job that she was doing, she should have been getting paid like $2 more an hour. So we filed, you know, we got all of our information together. We got all the emails to where she was being emailed and asked, hey, can you take care of this, just in this job? You know, it wasn't a clerk position. It was someone else's job. So we got all this, gathered all this information and we took it to the company and we slammed the agreements down. Mm-hmm. We slammed agreements down on seniority, on classification of jobs, on miss, you know, them being paid not not being paid right, and the company was like, you know, up against the wall because they didn't have any time to delete files, they didn't have any time to basically scramble to cover their ass. They they were being like, basically, 
we told him. Yeah. Two weeks later, um, Ruben, our business agent, gets a um, an email that says that these girls are their jobs are being basically taken away. They don't. They're no longer needed. So their their jobs are being ADX, 86 out of the whole company. And we're like, what do you mean? They do backhauls, they do paperwork, they, you know, they basically help the drivers. Right. And so we were like, what do you mean? There's no possible way that you can get rid of these jobs. So, you know, we all get in a phone call and we're like, what are we going to do? Obviously, this is a true form of retaliation. So Ruben tells us, let me talk to KMAC. Let me see what, what we're going to do, because this is obviously retaliation. About two or three days later, Ruben's like, we get on a conference call and he's like, nothing, there's nothing I can do. They're not willing to do anything. And I said, who's not willing to do anything? And he said, KMAC. I was like, what do you mean he's not willing to do anything? It's clear retaliation. We can file a ULP. We can do something right. to save these girls' jobs. You know, at least ask them for, you know, tell us how you come up, came up with the fact that you don't need them. Whatever. Do something. He tells us no. So Romero comes in and he's like, yeah, you know, KMAX basically our hands are tied. He said that they're getting along with the company right now. There's a good working relationship between the company and the union that they don't want to put that in jeopardy for eight members. Well, I'm sorry, eight members, eight, 800 members. It doesn't matter. It's all the same. We're all the Teamsters. We all pay. We all take, we're all Teamsters. We pay dues. Well, so, if you let them do that to eight, what makes what you they think gonna they're do? not going to do it to gonna, 20 more? Right. So, right? The, so the company wins. The company doesn't have to pay the, the grievance. The company doesn't have to do anything. The company gets rid of their jobs. Eight and the, grievances buried. Not basically. Even, yeah, yeah, basically. And eight people washed away. Right, and now, you know, of course, these girls are still out of a job. They've taken other jobs, but they're not the same paying jobs. They're not the same medical. They are don't they have the union same, jobs? They're not union. No, mm -hmm. they are not. So, you know, we lost eight members. And this is why people have a bad taste in their mouth about the union. Right. Because... You join a union to, for the for protection, basically. Right, and they you have, have a none. contract, and they have none. They they don't have any. So you know, there's just so many things that is like that could be different that we need to start fighting for that we don't. Like education, how come our business agents aren't sent up to the IBT to get educated? Every they offer that the IBT offers. Edu like when you become a new BA, you're supposed to be sent to Washington. Man, maybe that's why they don't know as much as they should know. I could think Obviously. of three business agents mm -hmm. that every time I talk to them, I'm just like, are you kidding me? How right. are you a business agent? Right. Like, <laughs> like I guess the code of honor there is just fake it till you, you make, make it. it. But right. you know, they, they forget that we actually have a brain right. and that we could see that they're not answering any right. of our questions. Right. You know, I had a member say that they were asking a business agent a question and he just gave them the runaround mm -hmm. that he never once after 20 minutes of talking answered their particular questions. Right. But one question he did ask was, are you listening to that podcast? <laughs> right. That's what you know, that was the is. question he asked. And it was like crazy because like this particular person didn't know who they wanted to vote for mm -hmm. or who they would consider voting for, but they wanted to ask questions. Mm -hmm. So they went to him, they went to a couple of stewards, they went to a couple of people that were KMAC, but they honestly couldn't get an answer from anyone. Mm -hmm. Everyone just shut them down because they wanted to ask a question mm -hmm. or get information, mm -hmm. you know? Well, this, this, this whole 
uh, election, the slate election, has, has basically stopped the local from doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is representing the members. It's caused division, and it shouldn't be like that. We shouldn't be focused, so focused on the election that we're not doing our jobs as shop stewards, as business agents, as you know, secretary treasurers, whatever you are, you're still supposed to operate in a manner that you're protecting the jobs of the Teamsters. It doesn't matter whether they're voting for R Romero or they're voting for Randy. It doesn't matter. That should not matter when it comes down to defending your contract and giving you representation with the company. Why does that matter? But it does, and it's sad. I had some drivers reach out to me and they asked me, did you hear about this new person who's a business agent? And they were like, it's so-and-so's friend. Mm -hmm. And um, we don't like that. Like, mm -hmm. what can we do to um, change that? And I said, well, you'd have to vote him out. Mm -hmm. You'd have to vote out the slate that's currently in power mm -hmm. and vote in a new one. That's the only way you'd be able to change that. Well, we, we actually, <clears throat> when we had, when Brian was our business agent, um, we have a predominantly Hispanic um, drivers. A lot of them don't speak English. They, they're still great drivers. They, they do their job. So why does it matter you know, if they don't speak English? They, they have the qualifications. So, you know, I don't speak Spanish, but I, I try to communicate with them as best I can because they're members at the end of the day. So Brian wouldn't represent them. He, or he would... He would be like, I don't know, you know, you're gonna have to talk to them. They don't speak English. So these guys got together and they put a petition together because they did not like Brian. Brian never showed up at our barn, never anything. So they put a petition together. They came to me. I was like, I'm not signing nothing because, you know, I'm just so done with the whole thing, the whole local. I'm done. So they put a petition together. About 80% of the drivers signed them and they took it to KMAC. I wasn't a steward at the time, but, um, they, these, the stewards that were, they took it to KMAC and they told KMAC, we don't want Brian. Brian doesn't come around, you know, all this other stuff. So to humor, I feel like he was just humoring us or humoring them and saying, fine, we'll give you a new business agent. Well, before we could get the new business agent, apparently Brian went to KMAC and told KMAC, we don't even need these guys. Send them to 166. Wow. Now, just get rid of them. Yeah. I mean, they're still Teamsters. But they're, they don't, they're not operating in our craft. They don't, you know, they, I don't know if they have any drivers. I don't think they do, but we're drivers. We should be with 63. Right. And that's who we came to. That's who we organized with. That's who we have our contract with. Why are you going to send this to 166? Uh -huh. Just like how they sent 7 Up to 1932. Why? But what's Just sad, like they got rid of Cisco. The sad thing was, is because, because someone spoke up against Brian, then KMAC actually entertained the thought. And then Romero spoke up and said, don't send those guys over there. We'll take them. Mm. You know, don't do that to them. There's, there's 63 members. Don't do that to them. Right. So that's the kind of thing that you have to, you know, it's almost like, so if we speak up and say something or if we ask questions, you're going to do what to us? Send there's going to be repercussions. Else. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just, it's not fair. It's not, it's really not fair. And it's, it's, um, it's sad. It's sad, but it's, uh, it's just something that that's the reality of what we're living with and it needs to change. Right. I know I had some members call me about, um, different things. One of them was the BA that got, got his job somehow. I don't even know how he got that job except for he was close friends with one of the other business 
agents that have a son there. Mm-hmm. So that's funny. Well, but I mean, my thing is, is like we have a business agent right now, uh, Tim Fraley. He right. sexually harassed, uh, allegedly, I'll give them that. He allegedly sexually harassed a member. Right. And she, she is personally suing, suing him. him, not suing the local. She's personally suing him. So why is the local paying for, his paying for the retainer of his lawyer? Right. And who knows what else? Mm-hmm. You know, why, why is that happening? I thought it was zero tolerance for sexual well, harassment. Not only that, okay, so fine. People can say, well, he's not guilty yet. He hasn't been proven guilty. Okay, but where's the suspension at? You're suspended just like everyone else. Get, Until there's just an investigation. Get off, it, let, let the investigation happen. You know, you can work in the office or whatever you need to do. Just, you know, obviously there's, there's evidence. Right. Uh, there's a lot of evidence right. against him. So right. she's suing him personally. Mm-hmm. Why is why is our dues pay? Why are our dues going to pay for his legal fees? Yeah, that's a question I she have. Pay, she's a dues-paying member, so the, her dues that she's paying are help to pay are help to pay for his legal defense. Right against against her. Her. That's right. sad. Think about it. That's mm-hmm. some deep. That's some deep stuff right there. Yeah, like, and I wanted to point out to all the ladies, or even men, or no matter what your um, identify as. Uh, there, I did speak to the attorneys that are representing her. I can't put their names out there, but you can reach me at 831-290-1355, and I can help you through the process of any sexual harassment that you're going through at UPS. I could give you um, several pointers on how to um, deal with that. The first thing, you, you don't want to make a mistake of telling the company first, you do want to report that to the union, and then from there I can walk you through the rest. But if you have any issues that's going on like that and you need help, please reach out to me, and I can get you in contact with the appropriate people. You know, one thing I wanted to point out too is people will say, well, you know, obviously, like if you ask him these questions, more than likely he's going to say, well, you know, the executive board voted on it. <laughs> okay, let me point out to you there's seven members on the on the executive board. Three of them are on the on you know running with Romero and Tony, and the other four are KMAC and Stewart supporters. So there it's the majority vote wins. So if there's four against three, they're going to lose every time. That's not my problem. People can question all day, well, the e-board voted on it. Okay. Leave that to the side. Everything that the e-board votes on is brought to them by who? By KMAC and Stewart. So right. obviously, it started with them. It starts with them. So if they are bringing it to them, that must mean that they're in agreement with it. Like paying Bob to be in live in Washington State and still have a gas card and a eighty thousand dollar truck and not visit his members. Right. They're bringing Tim Fraley paying for his you know legal fees. Right, it's not like if the three trustees were like, "Hey, let's pay for Tim's legal fees," or right. "Hey, let's pay for this right. guy in Washington." Right, it's not like they brought this. It's not. They it's didn't, the opposite. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't come up with this. It's brought. So when to they them. put out those letters saying that um, the trustees voted for it, and then now they never complained before, mm-hmm. but now they have something to say. Right, but see, they're not. They're not defending themselves. They're not answering the question. They're pointing the finger. Right. So. You're not denying it. Mm-hmm. You're just saying, well, they voted on it. Okay, but it was brought to them from you. Right. So 
Have we ever stopped to think about that? Everything that's brought to be vote on, to have a vote on, comes from them. Right. And then when it's not put before them for a vote, mm -hmm. it's just Randy making people BAs or whatnot. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and they want to run a smear campaign about all kinds of different things. You know, the lies like, oh, that he, he dated this person or, you know, Jenny's getting a business agent position. That's not true. You know, our, if you look at our flyers, they're very factual. They're facts to the point, questions for the members to ask. Because at the end of the day, we're Teamsters and we, we need to stick together. Right. We're looking out for the best interests of the Teamsters. We want the members to be more involved. Why is it that we only have a once a year thing where people, you know, crowd into the local to get a turkey? You can't, most of those people can buy their own turkey. But it's just something that, hey, they're giving it away free. We deserve it. We're going to go get it. Mm -hmm. Why are all the golf tournaments only business agents are invited to? Right. Like, why isn't it the Unity Conference? Why aren't more members offered the opportunity to go to the Unity Conference? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, hey, put your name in a raffle. You want to be included? You want to go? Put your name in a raffle. We'll pull your name. Well, it's probably because, didn't they say on this last Zoom meeting that they had a car allowance that they just gave somebody seven? Hundred and forty-five dollars a week or something. Well, oh, you weren't on the Zoom meeting. I forgot. They oh, I couldn't get you. on there. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't get on there. That was that was a funny. That was a joke. But, but you're you know. a paying member, right? And just because you're on a slate, they're not letting you mm -hmm. participate in a mm -hmm. Zoom meeting. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like you can raise your hand and cause a ruckus, anyways, on a Zoom meeting, right? Mm -hmm. no. I guess there's a threat over the internet, like, you know, that barrier or whatever. Oh, yeah. The, you know, credible threats. The credible threats, right. Because it's not like they can silence you when mm -hmm. you're on a Zoom meeting anyways. Yeah. If there were so many credible threats, how come he still held his bowling? If he was really that worried and concerned about the credible threats, everyone knew where the bowling thing was. No mm -hmm. one showed up to that. That's not what we're about. Everyone wants to portray, you know, Romero and Tony as the bully boys. Yeah, Romero cusses a lot. So do I. So what? That makes me a horrible person? Like, come on. And that, that whole, you know, video or whatever, st if, you, if you watch the video from the beginning, Sam's the one that started yelling. Right. I, he, you know, he's the one that started yelling and cussing this way. No one's talking about that. Right. He didn't seem so old and frail when he was telling them, you know, knock yourselves the F out. Right. It's not a forever slate. But, that's what we need to remember. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's the point that we want to make. But, and it's the cold shoulder slate. Right, right. And and it's just it's the it's we need to get down to the to the real nitty gritty here of what needs to happen and that needs to be the the unity and bring back the unity and the pride of being a teamster. Right. There's not right now. So many people when you're like, Oh, I'm a teamster and you're proud to say it and they're like, man, mob, they're the mob, they're this, they're that. They're corrupt. They're, they're corrupt, you know, and hey, what, what we're finding out, yeah, kind of looks like that. Right. But it shouldn't be that way. There needs to be transparency. There needs to be things that are people are held accountable for, and they're not. Right. And then they say that uh, Romero is going to promise everyone a BA job and this, that, and the other. But the funny part is, is that they're doing that right, right now. now. Within right. the last, what is it? I would say four months, right. but probably in the last, I don't know, even 60 days. Well, I, I know you have yeah. all these people that are being business agents and we're like, what is their experience? Right. Um, how long have they been a steward? Mm -hmm. I could think of four people that would be a great mm -hmm. uh, business agent. 
you know. What and can they organize? You know, all, there's a lot of things that go along with being a BA. Right. Like, do have they organized? Are they, you know, trained as an organizer? Because part of being a BA and a shop steward is organizing your own members. You're constantly organizing yourself. And not outcasting anyone. Right. You know? Right. I You're think... not going to like everybody, but you still have to work together. End of the day, that's what a Teamster is about. Right. You know? And, and you know, Romero, everyone wants to think he's such a bully and stuff. So him and I can sit, sit there and have a, a an argument or a, a disagreement, debate. a debate. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I can walk out and he'll be like, see you later, Genio. And I'll be like, see you, Romero. You know? Like there's Agree no to disagree, right? He's not like, watch your back, Jenny O. Like, yeah, you watch know? your back. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> see you later. You know, I've heard that so many times. It's like it's just crazy to me. So, you could sit there and like they always say, you could debate me, you could you could disagree with me, you could say that you're not going to vote for me, but just don't put your hands on me. Right. Period. At the end of the day, that's what it's about. You know, it, it's it, trust me. I've heard a lot worse stories, and and like the but we're not here to run a smear campaign. We're here to put out the facts, let people vo vote for themselves. Not saying you have to vote for KDAC or you have to vote for us. Just vote. No one's telling you who to vote for. Just get all your information. Make an educated decision. Right. Period. And then just remember that everything, most everything that they're accusing Romero of doing, they're doing it right now. Mm -hmm. right, right now. You right. know, with, you know, replacing him with six business agents instead of just replacing right. him and uh tony right but and, like i and said Ruben, you know yeah and i don't think uh i don't know how they pick these people but well, i, I mean, could think I, that um steve gazarian is a great one yeah charles smith i'm sure Brian Moffitt, know a lot of people you know ups you know. that have been long-standing members and stuff <laughs> there's a lot of people there israel so. devora mm -hmm. which is fair those mm -hmm. people are fair i know for a fact that they will represent each and every member mm -hmm. to the fullest with no repercussions right like i'm I'm definitely concerned that they may never represent me fairly again. Right. Right. And that's a concern. That's, that's a valid concern. You know, like me, I'm like, okay, who knows what's going to happen? We don't know. But right. at the end of the day, I'm, I'm not going to be bullied. I'm not going to be, you know, just because you're going to, you're going to blackball me. I don't care. You, like I was taught to hold my own and like people are like, Oh, well you were offered a business agent position. I make just as much money as the business agents. I'm a truck driver for UNFI. I make we make good money. And talking to you, I think you'd be an even better business agent than half the, <laughs> that they have on staff. Well, I appreciate that, but that's not <laughs> right now. We're just trying to get through the campaign. We're trying to get people the information that they deserve. We're trying to get them to to get that knowledge. You know, I want our local to be strong. I want us to be, you know. I, I follow all these different Teamster pages and stuff that are different. You know, they're Teamster pages. They talk about different things. And I see so many great things happening. I wonder how we can be faulted for just wanting our local to be stronger and better. And to have someone that comes in with stronger ideas and the willingness to fight. Mm -hmm. Well, I've seen Romero and I've seen Tony in action at our company. I've seen it. I've seen, I've seen, had the, the, I don't want to say the pleasure of watching KMAC sit there and talk to our company. He, t the meeting was three hours because he, half of the time was spent talking about how many ex-wives he has, how much he pays in alimony, 
And then he he offers to tell he tells the company, the lady that's working for the company, their labor relations attorney, just give me a call and we'll talk about this. Why are we doing everything backdoor? Right. Are you in bed with the company? Because I'm wondering. Well, I'm wondering too because it seems like they work for. UPS and not local 63, mm-hmm. not the members. Well, just like the Rouse thing, he openly admits on that on that um, video when Tony's like, "You gave the, you gave like 41 million dollars of of the the members' money back to the company because that's your friend." And he, Kmac totally says, "Yeah, that is my friend." I don't know the guy's name, but he tells him, "Yeah, that's my friend. That's my friend." Like really. Okay, fine. You can be with friends with whoever you want, but at the end of the day, you're representing members. Right. You're supposed you have members to answer to, but see, no one's held them accountable until now. And that's what he doesn't like. And that's why he has half of a slate mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. everyone's tired of it. Mm-hmm. That's what I hear. That's yeah. what I hear from Alonzo's podcast, Viegas's podcast. And um, Rodriguez's podcast, mm-hmm. they're all tired of it. Mm-hmm. And you have firsthand experience of witnessing this. Mm-hmm. So everyone's going to say something. You know, we're going to have a meme out tomorrow. We're going to have a letter out tomorrow about us. But, you know, all that is is a tactic that they are choosing to use to attack their own members and distract everyone from what's really going mm-hmm. on. Like, I'm sorry. You can't say anything that's going to hurt my feelings. I grew up with five sisters. Do you think that people haven't talked about me? My sisters grew up talking about us. I mean, we grew up in a... There was five of us. We fought. So you can't say anything that I haven't heard before. You're not going to hurt my feelings, and I'm not going to back down. You cannot bully me. Right. I'm a teamster. Hello. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's at the end of the day. That's what we're about. We should be We should, should be coming together instead of tearing each other apart. But... You know, that's why you're not going to see any smear campaigns about so-and-so sleeping with so-and-so and this is person is doing this and I don't really care, you know. Nobody really cares about that at the end of the day. Mm-mm. And you want to know why? Because it doesn't affect their paycheck. Exactly. So they could put out as many unsigned mm-hmm. memorandums, mm-hmm. Teamster news that they want. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about my personal life. Mm-mm. Nobody cares about your personal life mm-hmm. or Romero's ex-girlfriend, which isn't his ex-girlfriend, mm-hmm. because it doesn't affect their paycheck. Mm-mm. What affects their paycheck is a strong contract, mm-hmm. a better contract, mm-hmm. better health care. And if you have representation, if something does happen at your job. Right. With someone that is experienced mm-hmm. and knows what they're doing. Right. Not someone just pulling in a friend mm-hmm. or, you know, I don't know how these people get their jobs. You know, usually when it's women trying to get a job, it's because they slept with somebody. But I don't know what these and, guys are doing. And, and let me point something out. <laughs> let, me, let me point something out on, on that flyer that was put out about, you know, they say uh, that said about he came back as old school. He doesn't have women on his slate and he doesn't have any women BA, BAs and stuff. They put out a, a whatever it is the next day. I call it a paper. They put out the paper the next day that say that's why he's had he's named you know he they named they all named these six women, of women six of these women or whatever. Read whoever's whoever's rebutting these things that we're putting out needs to learn how to read. You mm-hmm. want to talk about you know some stuff? Let's learn how to read. It says K Mac doesn't have any women on as a BA or his or on his e board. Right. And he doesn't. Right. So tell me how that's a lie. That's right. not a lie. Mm-hmm. It's the fact. Right. I don't care what you did in the past. I want to know what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. 
So, you know, I'm, I'm here to represent the white paper contracts, people that, you know, don't have it. They're not nat nationwide contracts. They're the smaller barns. I'm here to represent, you know, the, the, the brand new guy that just started yesterday or the guy that's been here for 40 years, the guy that's right in the middle, that's always getting screwed somehow. It doesn't, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm here to, to look out for. Because right. that, that's what people aren't looking out for. And that's what Teamsters do is we look out for one another, period. Black, white, gay, straight, transgender, whatever. At the end of the day, are you a dues-paying member? Are you a member in good standing? Or wait a minute, what about are you a even the member who's 4K Mac? Represent everyone. Exactly. Represent those As who a shop are... steward, yes. when, we, when we were negotiating, we actually struck the company. I watched guys cross the line in front of me. Do you know that I had to go back a few months later and, and represent them as a shop steward? Mm -hmm. It was the very first guy that ever filed agreements in UNFI was a guy that crossed the line. Mm -hmm. And I stood there and said, don't worry, man, we're going to take care of it. And we won his grievance. That's awesome. So you're going to tell me that, that there's you know repercussions? There shouldn't be any repercussions. Right, there should be no discrimination. Mm -hmm. Right. So. And so in closing, we want to say, remember to vote. Please. Real change mm -hmm. comes at the ballot. Mm -hmm. Remember to call the union hall to update your address in case you've moved and no longer live with your parents. We want you to make <laughs> sure that you have your ballot and that you're able to vote. Mm -hmm. um, real change comes at the ballot. Is there anything you'd like to say in closing, Jen? Um, I just want to let everyone know that we have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram page and they're there for everybody. If you want have questions, get on there there's a, a place you can send us a message if you want us to come out and do a meet and greet we'll answer any questions right we are and open book open book mm -hmm. and i want to thank you for meeting with me in my backyard well thank you and like i said it's a beautiful backyard <laughs> well, thank you thank you so i appreciate you having it i appreciate what you're doing and i hope that one day somebody from the other slate will come and talk to you thank you i hope so too that's a definite wish on my part I definitely would like to invite them. Mm -hmm. I would like to extend the invitation to them. And this isn't an Alonzo Villegas podcast. This is V's Hot Seat podcast. And I would love to have them come on the podcast. I would love to have them answer the members' questions, mm -hmm. not just the opposing slate's questions. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's a lot of members who are reaching out to me and they have questions. They asked me more recently how to get rid of a business agent. But we'll save that for another podcast. <laughs> but thank you for joining well, thank me. Thank you for having me, and I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. Okay, have a good day.